Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the newest episode of the Blood God Gaming Podcast. With me tonight, as now the usual, is Ryan and Shane. What up? I didn't know if you were just going to deadpan that and I just had to awkwardly keep going, or what? Deadpan every day. God damn it. I'm dead behind the eyes, it's always deadpan. <laughs> Isn't that the universal truth? Well, uh, so this episode is going to be a good bit about of me and Shane kind of rambling about Nova. Um, we'll go over some of the stuff from the preview that happened at Nova, at, uh, Nova and then just talk about some of the upcoming events and some of the stuff we're going to do post-Nova Open GT. So... Uh, Ryan, have you been up to anything since we last recorded? Just commissions. Commissions and not having fun. Anything particularly interesting on the commission bench? Uh, just some flawless host stuff. Just finishing up something for my buddy Rob. Uh, rebasing some Skitari and painting two Skitari tech engine seers the same way as the Skitari were painted that I didn't do. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Got a tournament coming up on the 21st. Gotten lots of complaints because I told people to play 5th Ed Warhammer instead of regular Warhammer. <laughs> God damn it, I love it. At least I get to take my knight if I want to. Only a Questorus knight, not Armagers. Yeah. Fuck you. That's fine. Damn. Gonna be out here either taking a crusader or a gallon, bitch. So, anyways, um, so yeah, it's my to to kind of try to elaborate for those who don't know. Basically, right the way this monofaction RTT is being played is not only are you limited to the codex, uh, with the, with a few exceptions, but you're limited to the, uh. To the specific like chapter or forge world or uh, cult that you have to follow one cult or one chapter tactic pretty much. So kind of a little different from the usual yeah. monofaction. One hundred percent fifth edition. I love it. You just whatever mean... makes you happy. It makes me happy on the inside, but just me apparently. So you decided to just boomer so hard to take it out on everybody else. Yep, I am the ultimate boomer, making everyone suffer with me. <laughs> All right, ultra ultra boomer. So, anything besides the uh, the monofaction RTT and the commissions? No fun games or anything? No, I mean just the normal RPGs I always play. That's about it. Uh, probably gonna get back into magic here soon because modern's cool. But this is not a magic hey. podcast, so we'll have a talk later. Um, I'll run through my quick non-Nova stuff. Um, the usual RPG groups are going on. Um, haven't done too much hobbying, but I got some stuff coming up that we'll get to at the end of this. And uh, I finally got around to playing a game of Warhammer Thirty Thousand, aka the Horus Heresy, against. Andrew uh, Chadwick, one of the local dudes in the 30k scene. 
won that game eight to seven because apparently just his power fists and axes decided to flail uselessly against the uh what are they called? The robots with like grab hammers. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like Iron Circle something. Kind of funny. But it was seventh ed rules, so it's like eh. Very beer and pretzelsy is my takeaway from it. So, um, let's see here. Besides that, that's really about it. Um, Shane, anything non-Nova related you want to get through real quick? Um, hmm. Well, I am going to be running some kill team tournaments in the near future. Still nailing down dates, but there will be something towards the end of September and towards the middle of October. Okay. Cool. All right. So for Nova, do we want to go over the preview or just get into the GT? Your call there, boss I man. Right into it. All right. Um, I guess I will take the lead on the GT on this. We'll start with the GT and then we'll do the uh, the review of the stuff that was revealed at the open. I just got to pull up. Uh, Best Coast, so I can go back over a couple of the lists. So for the uh, for the major for this major, I brought the I brought my Admech with me um, with a Gallant, so that way I could be running Mono Faction. Uh, I did God Awful. I went one in five. And, Ultimate uh, sad face. Yeah, one five dropped on day two, and uh, yeah, that was just that was just rough. So we'll start with where it all started to go wrong, apparently, I guess, and we'll start with round one. So to give a quick rundown again of mine, it was two battalions of Admech, um, Night Gallant, squad of four destroyers, squad of nine infiltrators, two Doom Crawlers with neutron lasers. Uh, and the Assassin Pokeball with Pelsaris Call and the Tech Priest Maniplus to help buff range. So, lots of DACA. So the first matchup was against uh, Tony Kapich, which, that was a that was a fairly, uh, that was a good match, even though I lost 33-7, he was still pretty nice throughout it. Um, his list was a Katachan, I can't remember because the list also crops which regiment it was. It was Katachan Brigade. He had Company Commander, Tank Commander. Um, he had Commissar, Astropath, Priest, bunch of infantry, three scouts, three squads of mortars, one wyvern, and then he had uh, Shield Captain sitting with a triple Caladius, and then. Uh, Blood Angel Battalion with two Slam Captains and three Scouts. Uh, lost that one pretty handily. That was, again, 33-7 his favor. Don't really remember the details too much on that one. Um, it, I just remember he was, he was like a pleasant opponent. The next one, though, was sweaty as shit. <laughs> uh, it was like because it came down it, we played all six turns and it came down to some decisions on the sixth turn for who won and 
my opponent's name was Raul. Uh, Raul, you were probably the most intense game of all the games played throughout the Nova GT for me. I lost by five points. Um, Raul was running uh, pretty much... It, no, it wasn't just pretty much. It was like a mono guardsman list. It was like three battalions. He had... Uh, I'm trying to remember how many tank commanders. It was three tank commanders. One had the relic battle cannon, a um, bunch of mortars, some heavy mortars, a little blob of Bulgrin. It was only five. Yeah, it was five Bulgrin. Um, so that was, yeah. But the funniest thing he brought in his list was a goddamn Cyclops demolition vehicle. And I kid ye not, it actually, I failed to kill it, and it did some wounds to my knight. That's what happens when you let a demo vehicle get in your shit. I tried. The gods know I tried. And, uh, yeah, it was a very intense, bloody game. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, but at the very end, um... He was able, he took end, I think if I remember right, yeah, he took end game, I took progressive, and he was able to just get on. He, like, I couldn't dislodge him from enough objectives. Um, so Raul played it well, but it was a good, heavy back and forth, and ultimately, again, ending five points against me. And then the last game of the, of the day was against uh, Jimmy Epling. I'm trying to remember what he brought. Oh, it with this one. Now I remember it. It was a. Uh, it was the GSC list. It's not. It's not anything like yours. It's a Nids list in total. Um, it drops a bunch of acolytes with rock saws and a hand flamer bomb. And he had stapled on there some. Uh, what hive world were they? Some Cronus Tyranids with a hive tyrant, neurothrope, bunch of hive guard, couple zonethropes. And the funniest, I think one of the funnier moments of the game of the event happened there where it's, he left his Hive Tyrant exposed um, just enough where a neutron laser could draw line of sight and range to it on the first turn. Get three shots, hit three shots, wound three shots, two go through, 12 damage. Rip. Have to pay respects to that motherfucking Hive Tyrant. <laughs> Just zoop, be gone. Um, ended up losing though because hand flamers are pain. So he was able to. He played them well. Um, it was it, that one wasn't as close. That one was thirty three thirteen. So end of day one, I was sitting at zero and three. Day two started with a good hearty win though. Twenty nine eleven, my favor. Patrick was a good sport. Um, he brought Crimson Fists with a House Hawk Shroud Super Heavy Detachment. The Hawk Shroud Detachment was three Helverins and a Castellan Knight with only Ion Bulwark. No Relic. Weird. And the uh, Crimson Fists had a Primaris Captain with a Fist, Primaris Librarian, Primaris Lieutenant, Two squads of intercessors, three squads of scouts, an ancient, and an apothecary. 
That was the game where I learned the value of yeeting a gallant downfield turn one. Charged into some scouts, boomeranged into his force. He failed to kill the gallant, and in turn, the gallant killed three halverins in a single go. <laughs> yeah. Money. Big money. Uh huh. Um. So that was that game. Again, that was the one win of the entire GT for me. Um, next one was against Stephen Briggs. Uh, he his list at first I had like this one. I have to just throw this out there. It's nothing against Stephen, but it's just again, it's a little ding on I guess. I don't even know who I'd point this at, but it's just kind of funny. Um, so his list crops out the fact, like the picture of it crops out the fact that Gulliman is in the list. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I can mulch this. And then he puts Gulliman on the board, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> so he brought House Crest, Super Heavy Detachment, two Halverins, Night Crusader with the usual trimmings. Tiggy, Tech Marine, scouts, three scout squads, a Relic Leviathan, a Relic Thunderfire Cannon, and Yavoy Gulliman. It was another one that was hard fought. It went all the way to turn six. Um, but, you know, about turn, about turn four is when he started running away with it. So, yeah. It went. It was a. It was a good game though. Um, Stephen was a gentleman throughout it, and it was pretty fun. I uh, lost that one, thirty-one twenty. And then the final one was against Philip Kent. Um, his list was was a fairly mobile Alatok gun line, and for some reason, I just couldn't deal with it. Like. I don't know how to describe it other than like my brain shut off. Like the if like I'll run through the list here. Um it was an Altark Skyrunner, a Farseer Skyrunner, two squads of Rangers, squad of Guardians with the Shuriken Cannon, a squad of Shadow Spectres, uh Warlock, three Fire Prisms, another Warlock, three Viper Squadrons. And the Vipers, I think uh I think there's three Vipers her hmm. so it was i don't like i lost this one uh 32 to 9 i i i like my i don't know i honestly can't explain this one because this one my head just completely shut off <laughs> like, i have zero explanation for that one it was he was a, he was a kind he was a Kind opponent, he was a good sport, and I hope I didn't come off as a huge salt pile. But just after that game, after that match, I was just like, "No, I'm done." So, and then I dropped and didn't play day three. I mean, you did what you had to do. Yeah, it just, yeah, it it it, it hit a point where I was like, "All right, one in five, I'm I'm out, I'm good." I'm close enough. If it was any other major, I would obviously play through, but it's Nova. It's close to home. Some of our crew were leaving as well, so I was just like, all right, catch a ride with our guy Rob back back home. So. Yep, 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 yep. 
It just was. It was what it was. So, Shane, I pass it off to you. You have you played the full nine, right? I did indeed play all three days, 27 hours of Warhammer. Insane. Wooled. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'll break down what I brought real quick. So I brought pure GSC. Um, I was not running any of the conventional lists, but kind of my weird mashup. Um, so I was running... 35 bikes that were Rusted Claw. Pretty much everything I have was Rusted Claw, except for a smattering of 4-Arm Emperor for the, the Vect. But uh, 35 bikes with some mining lasers in there, just some demo charges on a 5-man, uh, 20 Aberrants, and then all the supporting characters, um, unit of rock saws, you know, all that jazz. Um, my first round was actually kind of funny because I played one of our local guys up here, Mark Suzan, and he brought his fucking Townar. I forgot that you played him round one. Yeah. Go, go to Nova, play somebody you see all the time round one. Big <laughs> F. <laughs> uh, so he had the Townar, a bunch of Fire Warriors, and some drones. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to get to that Townar if he doesn't want me to. So I'm just going to take all of these objectives and just sit on them. And that's pretty much the whole scope of the game. The Townar picked stuff up that got in line of sight of it. And um, I killed some fire warriors here and there. And I held objectives. Uh, I ended up winning 17 to 11, which I think that was actually like my lowest scoring game out of everything, I think, even with my loss. Uh, I'm looking real quick just to make sure I'm not a liar, because it's important to me. Oh nope, I have one loss that was that was less points than that, but it wasn't. Until the end. Anyway, um, so because it's nine rounds, I'm not going to go too deep into each one because it's probably just way too much fucking time. Um, round two, I played against Richard Martin. This is one of the bro hammer guys from Florida. Um, he was running. Triple Caladius, Double Orion, which apparently he's been running consistently since ATC, and that's also the same army that uh, John Lennon took to the Invitational. Um, I lost this game. Uh, let's see, this final score was 29-19. to 19, But basically, what I learned is that Orions are really, really nasty to GSC. Because they have 30 shots. And all of them are meant to kill infantry. And I have an uh, infantry base list that can't charge flyers. Also, that, that makes sense. Um, and this actually was the first round of the day where I would learn that my mining lasers are meaningless. Um, it didn't really matter so much in the game against the Townar because I didn't really try. But I was trying to actively, like, kill an Orion that's trying to destroy my entire life, and it and it, it didn't work until much too late. Um, so that basically was just a slow loss. Uh, he just kept picking me apart, and I just kept trying to hold on, and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, hats off to Richard, though. That, that was a staple, like, crazy custode 
grab flying shenanigans lists that could still be run by all rights, but he'd have to adjust it because all the points changed. And he's a really good player, and that team seems like it's got some solid peeps on it. So, mad respect. Uh, round three, I played against uh, Justin Cox. He was running four knights, which was a uh, triple crusader and a gallant. And then he had um, a battalion of... Uh, uh, my brain is stopping. Grya. Grya Admechies for the four up. No psychic power for you. Uh, I ended up winning that game 30 to 16. Um, basically, I ended up killing. Did I kill all of the knights? I don't remember if I killed all of them, but I know for a fact that. Um, oh, no, that's right, because I let the gallant. I just kept. Uh, screening the gallant with like brood brothers and shit, just putting them in front of it, just being like, "Yeah, that's cool. You can kill this." But uh, this actually was one of the highlights of Nova for me because it was the first time I'd seen Aberrants ever go Super Saiyan. Um, so my turn two, I think, I had my Aberrant unit advance because I knew I'd be able to get a charge off on one of the Crusaders. Uh, I was running the Crouchling as my Relic, so I had plus one to cast. Psychic Stimulus only takes a six to manifest, which is required for you to advance and charge with GSC, by the way. is the only way you can really do it. So I cast it on the Aberrants and fail. I, I rolled like a three on the dice. So I re-rolled it and had the same roll. Or I, I re-rolled one die. I re-rolled my one into another one. So I fail the Psychic Stimulus, and I have 10 Aberrants just sitting there in front of a Crusader like, well, guess I'm dead. So his turn, he brings that Crusader and another Crusader over, shoots a bunch of other things, and then charges both Crusaders into the Aberrants. It was at this point that I learned how awesome Aberrants can be when Knights fight them in close combat. So I used a stratagem to make it so they fight when they die, which basically makes them into Wolfen. Um, one of his Crusaders swung first, clearly, because it charged. Killed three Aberrants. Those three immediately swung on the one that didn't swing yet. Did a bunch of damage. I interrupted. I put as many swings as I could into that same one, almost killing it. And putting a few uh, points of damage on the, the one that had swung first. Then he swings with the second knight. Kills, I think, three more. Because I was down to like four. Those three proceed to swing and kill that same one. And deal some more wounds to the other. And then it explodes. The explosion kills three more aberrants, leaving me with one. So those three all swing into that other knight and basically take it down to, like, three wounds. So over the course of Aberrants dying and swinging twice, effectively, I kill a knight and take another knight down to three wounds from full. Jesus H. Tap Dancing Christ. It was fucking glorious. That's, uh... That's a big oof right there, but I love it. 
I know, because it's like 900 points that just like got its ass kicked by 250 points. Yeah. That's insanity. It was definitely one of the highlights of Never for me, because it just was like so memorable that I'm like, I need to make this work every game now. But of course. But of course. Alright, so I'll move on. Uh, so round four, I played against another person that I see fairly often, Stephen Christopher. Uh, he's a local in the Virginia meta, but he comes up to our Maryland stuff every once in a while. Uh, he plays Necrons and Tau. Uh, he might actually play more than that, but those are the only two things I've seen him play. Uh, he brought his Tau, which was uh, Triple Riptide with two broadsides, Shadow Sun and a Cold Star and drones and fire warriors and all marksmen and all that shit. All of that shit. And of course, the first thing I think is Tau. Great. This is going to be a fucking terrible game. But uh, knowing this, I kind of went for objectives that weren't based on killing, kind of like I did in the first round versus the Taunar. Um, And Steven and I had a really good game, which was just like a fucking grind. Both of us just trying to outdo the other the whole time. Me trying to get wraps, him trying to get out of wraps. There's all sorts of shit. Um, the end result of this game was actually hella close. Uh, I ended up coming out of the game score-wise at the end at 31, and he had 32. Jesus Christ, that is close. Yeah. It came down to... Um, I think it was came down to an interrupt, actually. Or no, no, I remember now. It came down to one drone. Because um, I had three aberrants swinging into two drones. And one drone managed to survive somehow. And because of that one drone living, I couldn't pile in further into the units behind it. And it was like uh, the end of his turn. So basically I'd have a free free uh smacks without having to charge or anything going into my turn with aberrance well that's most unfortunate yeah shit happens but it was good it was a really fun game uh let's see round five i played against another virginia meta guy although he's mostly actually I think I see him in, at the Fredericksburg place, but he might be a Maryland guy now that I'm thinking about it. If he listens to the show and wants to call me an asshole, he's more than free to do so at this point. Uh, his name was w William Laura. Um, he was running Triple Valiant. Excuse me? He had. Oh my, what? More you. He fucking ran Triple Valiant with, as Hawk Trout, which is the scariest fucking thing ever. For a melee-centric army like mine. Um, oh no. And then he also had a battalion of guard. Um, mostly with mortars. And just guardsmen and company commanders. So it's basically like. All of his points are wrapped up into the Valiants. Just Hulk smashing your army. While the guard just steal objectives. And I had no idea how... Um, how important it was to measure out 18 inches away from a Valiant until this game. Well, now you know. 
I mean, thankfully, I knew it as I was playing the game and not, like, got bad touched by it. So it would be like, I would go to, I'd mass hypnosis the one I was going to charge, and then I'd be, like, measuring 18 out from the one nearby to make sure I wasn't in flamer range for his bro in case he wanted to use the stratagem of I get to overwatch and then charge you too. Oof. Um, this game also was fairly grindy, but still was really fun. Um, at one point, I had a Valiant wrapped with my bikes, which just makes me fucking laugh. Because it's like a bunch of guardsmen on bikes, and now I can't fall back. God damn it. And the Valiant also was mass hypnosis, so he was like hitting on fives, so I knew that the, the bikes would live. Uh, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um, and then once that wrap was done, basically Aberrants came in and cleaned up that job. I ended up killing all three of the Valiants over the course of that game. Um, and I don't, it wouldn't have swung the game, but I ended up sniping out one of his company commanders the last turn, so that way he couldn't move, move, move onto objectives. So it cost him some points because he couldn't get on objectives because he had endgame. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. After that, this will be round six, so the end of day two, I played against uh, Jared Freeman, who I've actually met and somewhat hung out with before, but we never really like sat down and talked. Uh, he's part of the, the Beast Coast crew, so I've seen him around when I've been hanging out with Eric Trock. Um, he was running orcs and he had kind of the, one of the meta-ish orc lists. Um, he had evil sons, boys, uh, blah, 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 blah. bad moons that were basically lutas and some smash guns. Well, I guess there was some evil sons smash guns too. I didn't notice that either way. It didn't matter because mech guns don't really benefit from the cult anyway. Um, and then Death Skulls, of course, for the shock attack gun of Uber Doom. And then he also had Mad Doc in the in the de- bleh, in the Death Skulls uh, detachment because he's pretty cool and he's a pain boy. Pain boys are beneficial. Huh. Okay. Um, I ended up winning this game, uh, also only by one point. Um, this one was super grindy too. Both of us were just like, just decimating each other because we're both playing horde. We're both playing tissue paper armor. Uh, you know, I'd punch him and it would die and he'd punch me back and it would die. Luda's picked up a bike squad cause they fucking had 90 shots on the first turn. <laughs> 90 shots. Yeah. 45 shots twice. Oh no. Because 15 looters that shoot three times. It's 45. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. It was pretty terrible, but it was pretty funny. Anywho. Alright, so that ended out my day two. Uh, and at that point, I was I think four and two because I can't math and I didn't pay attention to breaking up day one and day two. 
uh, yeah, I was four and two at this point, which was pretty cool. And I was definitely not going to drop because I was already at a positive record and I was in a decent bracket, which this put me in a bracket five, which is not great, but hey, bracket five, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so going into, I guess technically that game with Jared was the first game of the bracket. So I'd already won one game in the bracket at that point. Um, my round seven was against Dan Matulich. Oh man, if I butchered your last name, I'm sorry, dude. Um, this was my, uh, craft world matchup. Um, he had like six planes, which was two hem two hemlocks, three crimson hunter exarchs, and one regular crimson hunter. Um, three squads of wind riders, which was, there was about twenty two of them, give or take. Uh, three squads of rangers, minimum a, a farseer on a bike and an autark on a bike. So everything's mobile as shit, and shoots like hell. Um. I ended up winning this game. It mostly was kind of by concession. So as we were playing the game, he was playing super cagey, which he should be because he's freaking Eldar and I'm trying to punch him in the face. Um, his plane p- placement was on point. He kept using them to screen out so I couldn't bring stuff in from reserve and immediately punch bikes. Uh, but I was steadily advancing my aberrance uh, as a blob basically, with all the characters in the middle. And bikes were holding objectives, and I just kind of was spread all over the fucking board as the aberrants were running over to where the bikes were to go kill them. Um, and I was slowly picking his stuff off. I ended up killing his Farseer with sniper fire. Um, and really, it came down to turn three, where he had started one of his ranger squads on the table and put two in reserve. And he had won the roll-off to pick who goes first and made me go first, which was the smart call. Um, but over the course of his turn three, he was in the middle of a shooting phase when he realized he hadn't dropped the Rangers, his other two squads. Um, and I feel bad because like, I hate saying no to somebody, but he's already shooting me with stuff. So I told him flat out, I was like, four up and you drop them. Because... I felt that that was fair because I didn't want to be like that guy and be like, no, you're not in the right phase. That is a fair, that is a fair thing to do for get it. Um, he didn't pass the four up, so he wasn't able to drop the Rangers. And that was the point where he basically just conceded. Um, after we basically marked up the scores, he asked if we could keep playing it out just for the sake of seeing how it would go, which I was cool with because Effectively, at that point, it'd just be dead time for me anyway, so why not? Um, and I, I kind of wished he had played it out and not conceded, because he would have definitely got more points than he did, because we just stopped right there, basically. Um, and he was still doing pretty well, because he was able to keep me out until, like, turn four, I think, was by the time I started actually, like, seriously killing a bunch of the bikes because the aberrants were able to get in but at that point like he's got some rangers in my backfield and i had to put a kelomorph back there to go after them and i whiffed that roll like super hard it was like it's it was a win i didn't feel good about 
I think I remember seeing some of that win where you had to drop the Keller Morph pretty much in his face. Am I thinking of the right game? Well, so I did do an early Keller Morph in his face with uh, trying to take down the Farseer. Right, because I remember in that turn you also possessed one of his uh, fighters. Yeah, yeah. I, I like using mind control in matches that have things I normally can't touch because then at least I can make them do something for me. But yeah, I had mind controlled his plane, I think almost every turn, or a plane almost every turn, I should say. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good game. I just, like I said, I didn't feel good about the win. Um, Let's see. So after that, going into round eight, I played against Justin Cook, who was also running Gene Sealer Cult. Um, he was running a list that I think is mostly a copy of uh, Nick Nonabody's GOC list. It's a little different, but it's pretty close. I mean, I guess there's only so much like variance you can have in GSC lists because eventually you're going to be copying somebody before somebody's copying you. That's but uh, I hadn't really had a practice in the mirror. Uh, I mean, I guess I didn't even really highlight this at the beginning of me talking about GSC, but I haven't played a lot of GSC. Um, this is only my third event playing GSC. And I really hadn't got a chance to play a mirror. So I played against like GSC one time other than this, but not, I don't know. I was playing a little bit of a different list and it just was different. Um, let's see. I ended up winning this game. Um, I, I made him go first, which I don't, I'm not sure it would have mattered in the long run just because of the way that I played it. Um, so he put most of his stuff in reserve as most GSC players do. And I put most of my stuff on the table. That way I could just flood the field and just take it, which gave him less places to drop. Uh, I was racking up progressive fairly easily cause I easily, I had more objectives easier than he did. Um, and then since I had pretty much everything on the table, that meant I got to swing first, like I'm hitting him with my units, etc. Um, basically it just was kind of a, um, I pushed him into his corner we had a little bit of a grind in the middle at the very beginning because he had pushed up with his patriarch and a little bit else and then brought in aberrance right there in the middle. And then he whiffed his charge roll with his aberrance. So basically my aberrance charged his aberrance and we had mutually assured aberrant destruction, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty fun. It was really interesting playing a GSC mirror just because it's just weird. I'm playing GSC in general is weird, but when you're playing a mirror, it's even more weird. Uh, and then my last round, which would be for the bracket, because at that point I had been undefeated in the bracket, uh, was against my buddy Daniel. He was playing triple crassaders. And, uh, or no, excuse me, I lied already. I'm sorry, Dan. Double Crassator and a Gallant, plus uh, a Guard Battalion and a Admech Battalion. And in the Admech Battalion was three Disintegrators. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that would make you happy. I love my Scorpius. 
<laughs> um, There's a reason we're doing what we're doing next with that list. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty fucking good. So this game, um, I kind of made a big fuck up in this game in deployment, and I guess that was one of the lessons I learned from Nova was <laughs> not to fuck that up. <laughs> but this was still a really good game. Um, so I tried to hide more of my units than I usually like to do with my GSC, just because it was Dawn of War and Triple Knights, and I'm just like, Eek, don't shoot me in the face. Um, don't shoot me, bro. He chose to go first, and I didn't have enough on the table. So at one point, he actually almost tabled me. Like, all I had was a smattering of characters going into my turn, too. Um, and I was really never able to recover from that, because I couldn't quite get enough momentum coming back around. Um... I was able to like lock up, well, not necessarily lock up, but I was able to boop a couple of the disintegrators a couple times. I ended up killing the gallant, but it cost me a lot. Um, my demo charge bomb that game literally did a whole two wounds total to a knight. This is just bad, just bad juju all around. All but, kinds of Fs. Yeah. But props to Dan, man. Like, he did a really good job. He pretty much stomped my butt on that game. So that meant he won the bracket. Got the sweet swag bag for winning the bracket, which was cool. Um, yeah. At least it was against a buddy. That's always, at least, that always takes the sting off a bit. Yeah. It's like, it was funny because over the course of nine rounds, I played like four people from the Maryland Virginia meta and somebody else I knew. So it's like I knew more than 50% of the people I played in my rounds. God damn it. I mean, problem with going to a local GT. I mean, a problem or a solution? Yes. <laughs> so to tailor off of all of these rounds and my rambling about my rounds in GSC, I learned one major thing at Nova for GSC is that the amount of shooting I had in my list was fucking terrible. As in take less? As in, it just never seemed to work for me. So I had six mining lasers, which is less than most of the people that were running shooting elements, but not significantly less. I had the demo charge bomb, and then Keller Morphs and stuff. But Keller Morphs are mostly reliable. But those demo charges and those mining lasers barely did shit all nine rounds of Nova. Damn. Yeah. So going forward with my GSC... Not to go too far, but just a little bit. I'm probably going to just cut all of that shooting shit out. Because this shit ain't working for me. Just going to go That's all fair. melee. I mean, I'm still going to have, like, the Calamorphs, because they're super fucking good. And I'm still going to run a Sanctus, because I like making Psyker's head explode turn one. And that's fair. But other than that... 
I think I'm going to bring units to punch you in the face. Seems like a... See, it's funny. That's kind of the opposite of where we've written my list to go from here. My list is now all about the DACA. That's true. For I mean, of... go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think that your list going more down the DACA path aligns with how you play normally. And my list going farther down the I'm going to punch you in the face path aligns with how I play normally. Yeah, it's just more pure evolutions of how we end up playing our lists. Mine's just going to involve the acquisition of a fuck ton of boats. It's like that meme. It's How like many that old ass meme. You need, John? It's like that old ass meme of like a cat with a newspaper and just says, "I should buy a boat." But in my case, I should buy at least five boats. Jesus, boats and hoes. That's not what I'm this. Rename not the, that. I'm renaming the list. It's official now. Not this. <laughs> boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. It's going to be a lot of plasma, a lot of DACA. I, I like where it's going to go, and it's got my, my boys. My boys who are somewhat... I don't, I don't know why, but it seems like the Castellan robots don't have the same high opinion in other with other Abnac players, but my Castellan robots always do good. So we've got a list that uses them and a fuck ton of Higgins boats. And plasma. Lots and lots of plasma. And drills. And drills. Because, hey, sometimes you just need to go, okay, instead of just going towards the beach, we're going to appear from under the beach. Not this. Exactly. No more World War II memes. <laughs> exactly this. <laughs> The list is either being called 30 Seconds to the Beach or it's being called Boats and Hoes. It's one of the two. There's no compromise, is there? There is no compromise. 30 Seconds to the Beach or Boats and Hoes. 30 Seconds to the Boats and Hoes. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, there's the compromise. Just slam them together. So, anyways, um, so let me pull up here the uh, preview from Nova because, as is tradition now, GW when they go to Nova Open has a little preview of the things to come. Um, I can't even remember though. What did they preview last year? Do you guys remember? Uh, nope. I feel like it was something. I feel like it was something like on somewhat of a parallel level to what they did for for this year in terms of like what it was. But I'm trying to just get back to that article so I can share it. Ah, here we go. So this year for Nova, uh, for the Nova Open, they did a couple previews. First and foremost, um, they're doing, they announced they're giving a lot of new rules to pretty much every single faction. 
um, Grey Knight's Death Watch. As I was saying, Grey Knight's Death Watch. Uh, sisters, knights, like everybody is getting something in this new campaign called Psychic Awakening. So, oh, this then. Yeah, that's they did some previews and they also showed off the one of the new uh, plastic cowling banshees. So that's cool that that model is getting plastic kits. It'd be cool if they made plastic kits for all the old art. That's true. Give it time. It'll come eventually, but at least they're starting with something like the Howling Banshee. Um, we're also getting a new Raven Guard model. Uh, the <coughs> deciding, decidedly more emo uh, uh, Captain Shrike of the Raven Guard. Who Look, basically just ripped off Peter Parker's hair, hairstyle from uh, Spider-Man 3. He's just Don't you dare talk okay. bad about Toby. I'm not talking better. Toby McGuire is the boy, all right? I'm saying that Shrike just ripped off Toby's hairstyle from 3. And Look it looks that. phenomenal. I mean, if you don't like it, put a helmet on him. Yee, yeah, that's what it'd be. He can't have a beak. Which is good. He can have a beak, you boy. As is, um, as is Raven Guardway. As is tradition. We'll skip over some of the other stuff, like uh, Warcry, Lord of the Rings. They announced some new stuff for all that. Um, the new models, though, for Age of Sigmar, I know we mainly do 40k, but holy hell, these new models actually look really cool. Oh, the skeletons? Yeah. We're talking about new the Tomb Skeleton Kings 2.0? Yeah, new Tomb They're not kings. Tomb Kings. They look way too Mongolian to be Tomb Kings. It's basically just Tomb Kings, but with a different theme and looks way cooler. I don't know about way cooler. I think you need to take that back. All right. Tomb Kings are the best. Was. So new Tomb Kings 3.0 looks pretty solid. I definitely like this new aesthetic they've got. And the GW team definitely did just a beautiful job paint on the paint schemes on these guys already. But I'm going to be really curious to see how many of these get converted into some level of uh, Necron stuff, because some of them have a very Necron-y look to them. Oh, you mean like Tomb Kings? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should stop. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing they announced is we also have the new concept they're doing, which is Warhammer Legends. So, I didn't get too much time to dig into this. Um, but it is basically their way of retiring some of the index-only things. F. And eventually everything. Right. I mean, do you guys have any particular feelings on the on Warhammer Legends? I mean, to be honest, I think it just spells the end for regular Space Marines at some point. You think I it's mean... going to go that way? Eventually, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to not let people use things they don't make models for anymore, obviously, just because it's hard to coordinate what the model is supposed to look like and stuff for tournaments and all. But, you know, they they have to find a way to make people buy Primaris models. And what better way than to slowly tear off the Band-Aid 
I mean, I think they should have just ripped off the Band-Aid and said, these are new Space Marines. They all got two wounds. Deal with it. But, I mean, eventually they will have to retire all the old Marines or turn them into Primaris Marines, which is what they're doing with the characters. Otherwise, why would they make all these characters Primaris Marines? Other than, hey, here's your member berries. But that's it's what's going to happen. Like For real, though, like it's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to make all of the old Marines unusable in 40K. Like that's they will have to do that. Otherwise, people will still play with manlets. They'll still play with the manlet Marines. That's how it is. Unless they make Primaris so cheap and so good that they can't not play with them. I mean, they're almost there already, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of rare to see the Right, but Marines. there's still stuff that they don't do. Like, there's no Primaris bikes. There's no Primaris with jetpacks besides the NASA Marines that don't look good at all, that no one should ever play with because they just have moon shoes. But he doesn't count. He's a character. By the way, speaking of Shrike and Primaris characters, just, you, just, you just triggered my rant. Why doesn't Corsaro Khan have a bike and Shrike got to keep his jump pack? What kind of injustice is this that Khan didn't get a bike? Uh, why would he get a bike? Nobody other in the other Primaris dudes have bikes. Does he have? Like, but they should, and he should have been the first Primaris with the bike <laughs> because he's had a bike since forever. forever. Since five ever, all right? I'm so mad that he doesn't have a bike. His model looks fantastic, and that's cool that he has an option to not have it, but goddammit, he needs to have a goddamn bike. That is, there's no excuse for him to not have a stupid motorcycle. So, Brian, let me ask you this. So are you for the Legends thing, then? Yes, actually. So you don't want Khan to ever have a bike again, is what you just said. Goddamn it. <laughs> no, I want Khan. I want my cake and I want to eat it too, Shane. That's what I'm saying. Get fucking jubated. I uh, I will say I actually kind of agree with at least the part where it's Khan should have a bike because it is kind of goofy for it's like the lore to be Moondrakken, the bike passed down from generation to generation. Now fuck that. Be big boy. Be Primaris. Nah, too fat now. Bikes hogged. <laughs> Bikes hogged. I mean, I definitely agree that Khan should be on a fucking bike, because that's the whole fucking premise. Uh, and honestly, I'm kind of in the opposite side of the house for Legends. I understand the intent of it, but I think it's dumb, personally. I mean, it's not the preferred way that they would have done it. The preferred way is when Aetha dropped, they would have said, hey, these are the new Space Marine models. Yours are still good. Oh, by the way, they all have two wounds and bolters are AP1. Hooray. Clap hands, end of story. Band-Aids ripped off. People get over it in like six months. That's just how I it's mean, always worked because Space Marines have gotten bigger and bigger every time they've redone the kit. So sure. the fact that we don't – that we have to just like slowly let them die is just kind of crappy. I mean like just rip the Band-Aid off. Tell us these are a new thing, buy a new thing, or just don't play. <laughs> and no one's going to take the not play option. Everyone's going to just buy a new thing and forget about the old thing. That's just that's how Games Workshop's traditionally done it. I mean, when Fantasy died, like when they just said, nah, boom, killed Fantasy, that was instant. They were like, hey, here's Age of Sigmar. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, 
I mean, I think that like the dawn of Ninth Ed, there will not be rules for like OG Marines, and it'll just be like your OG Marines are Primaris Marines now. Like that dude with the melted gun? Nah, that's a hell blaster. Just make yeah. Primaris Marines with melt. That's the thing. They're gonna have to make a kit. There will be a unit for every kind of weapon that Space Marines can have, and it's really annoying. And they're like, all going to start with I's or H's. Like, make make me make me my multi-part kit instead of my mono-pose kit. Like, please. Nah. Please just give me that. One pose. You, get you can me. only have ten space rings that are different. No more, no less. <laughs> Always two there are. Strike the pose, Ryan. Strike the pose. I want to make my Marines dab again, okay? <laughs> That's what kit bashing's for, bro. Yeah, but I don't want to have to kit. I don't want to have to kit bash my basic bro space Marines to have them look different. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not okay that I have to do extra work for them to be extra different, or even a little different. <laughs> I mean, you could just kit bash your Primaris Khan on a bike. There's not even rules for him on a bike. Exactly. That's why it'll die with Legends. <sighs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's my beef with Legends. It's like people have models that they like and that they want to be able to play. And if it comes to the point where it's like, now nah, you can't use this in competitive anymore because I just said so. It's kind of a fuck you to some people, I think. I mean, it is. Making Primaris, making new Space Marines in the first place was a fuck you to a lot of people. Anyway, what what about the person that's like, yeah, I have like 6,000 points of Space Marines. I have a full battle company and I spent five years collecting and painting this full battle company of Space Marines. Go ahead, new thing. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess I got to give them more money and make another battle company because now they just sell Marines. the old one and never played you ever again that 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 won't happen for some people some people <laughs> need the plastic crack okay oh i know i know we are all deep with our noses covered in plastic crack it's definitely more than my nose at this point yo you won't do a line of forge world resin <laughs> bitch try me where's my fucking I'm knife I'm pretty sure I have cancer from resin dust by now. Uh, we all do. Well, 100%. We all do. It's just, who are going to be the ones that go first so we can claim the settlement? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that fucked up? <laughs> is, is that we, fucked need up a martyr. we need a martyr for the cause so we can get the settlement monies. <laughs> all right, 30k players <laughs> in oh. front. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. Gotta throw you. Gotta throw you right under that bus. <laughs> look, look. It's fine. You know what? I got, I got some Kriegers around me. Here, let me grab one of these guys. I'll just chop them up real fine, like, and uh, and just snort them. It's real. Aren't simple. those, uh, aren't there some Chinese Kriegers? Oh, my son. My my Kriegers, like all the painted Kriegers I have, they're authentic. Ah, so you're not getting it cut. You're getting it straight from the source. 
Al Pacino over there with his resin. Pure one hundred percent British resin. You gotta be careful when you're messing with Kriegers. You might catch a shovel to the face. It's my it. shovel. It's my danger. I need my high, man. I need my high of resin. <laughs> so moving uh fucking you know, going back into some of the preview. We only got two notes left, so I want to hit on one is uh Angels of Death, the new se- uh, the new animated series being made by the dude who did Hell's Reach. Um, they showed off the captain of the Strike Cruiser. I, it's pretty neat. And, they actually doing it. I mean, yeah, they, it's they, there's shot there's shots they post they posted three shots of the guy talking on the bridge. So. I'm all about it because I love Space Marines, and I'm all about more digital media coming from Games Workshop. They should get the guy that animated Astartes, the the YouTube series. They should just get that guy and just give him blank check. They really should just give that dude like a blank check and just be like, okay, even if it's like five minutes, make more. Just because Astartes is easily one of the highest quality animate like animated fan projects that has ever come out. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, it's also about time. I mean, like, they gave us the Ultramarines movie, and that was that was straight Garbo. I only watched it because Space Marines. Even though everyone told me it was Garbo, I just had to. It was just instinctive. I did it, too. But, like, I need something that's good. Like, I need good quality. Like, if these Space Marines are geared towards kids, and there's no blood, there's no guts, and this isn't the most grimdark animated series of all time, I'm going to be a little sad, to be honest. That's fair. I also will say, at least, it's nice to have GW putting more of a not like a media digital media focus because we also do have, you know, we've got Eisenhorn on the way too, being shopped around and being and starting to gear up some. That's supposed to be and live action, though, right? Because that's it a, is that's live a... action, but it's still an expansion in a new direction of media for GW to take Warhammer that I'm excited to see. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for that too, especially because the guy that made the X Files is doing it. Like the dude has two Emmys, so it it can't possibly be that bad, right? Like he's got two Emmys, he he can't mess it up that bad, right? I they're giving him their best resources to do it too. So it's not only did they pick a good guy, but they picked like, in my opinion, one of the best lore, like in terms of lore stories for them to. Uh, per, to like be is like the introductory like this is the first live action piece that's going out onto like a mass market thing because it's probably going to yeah, go on I, Amazon I think Prime. It's a good character Netflix. because like at his core, Eisenhorn is still a human, so that's just like the people that don't watch or that don't read 40k that know nothing about it can just pick it up and like take it as a sci-fi piece. Like if you have a space marine or like if you followed a tau they'd be like oh this is just blue people this is avatar oh this is just is this halo what is this they, it just they would assume it's something mainstream and nobody would watch it but the fact that they picked a human character i think is very good for that show and not just a human character but a human character who has like an interesting retinue that lets lets them kind of trickle in concepts of the larger warhammer universe like it's a good building block for them to you know, do it, see how it does. If it does well, then you can go on to more seasons of it or into 
other shows and slowly ramp our way up to, you know, more hardline Warhammer things. Well, I mean, that's got to be the hardest part, right? I mean, like getting, getting just like, I guess the scale is the best way to put it. Getting just like the grand scale that is 40K can't be, it's probably the hardest thing to do when you talk about like digital media or live action media for 40K. I mean, Star Wars, the scale is pretty big. But that's just like okay, this is this is the galaxy. There's a galactic government, and you go this far, and there's this much stuff. You know what I mean? Like they they kind of got the scale right. That's one thing that I enjoy about the Star Wars movies. No matter how bad some of them might be, like they they got the scale of the universe right. And 40k is such a huge universe, and it's on such a ridiculous scale. I mean, like everything's turned up to 11 in 40k, and it's it's that way by design to be turned up to 11. I think the scale is the hardest thing for them to capture. I mean, start small, which is I'm glad they're starting small, and then they, I think they should work their way up. Like I mean, eventually I would like to see like a live action guard series, maybe like a band of brothers type thing that you see large scale combat in 40k, or like maybe even a movie. Like I would like to see something about guardsmen scaled up so we can see it, and then. Here's Maybe the when CG is good enough or they have the ability to, you know, when they just want to give Peter Jackson a blank check to say, hey, make Space Marine look big. <laughs> like they did, like he did for Lord of the Rings to make Hobbit look small. Maybe they just <laughs> go that route. I mean, but I would, I would like to see a lot more encompass about the 40K universe and digital media and, and live action media. Honestly, the in terms of guardsmen, the easiest stories you could do is either like fifteen hours, or take like Gaunt's Ghost or Tanith First and Only, where the where it is, it's guard, but it's it's not like a leap in scale. It's it's, it's progression. You know what I mean? Or they like, could just do the Siege of Rax. <laughs> I mean that would that would just just me. throw you into the forty the forty first millennium like here here here's a bunch of people just like throwing themselves at the wall with high tech technology. That see <laughs> that would make me happy, but the average the average person out there is gonna go with the fucks of Rex the fucks of Krieger. But me, I would be sitting in the back of the theater, furiously beating my my, my meat the entire time. <laughs> that's and ladies and gentlemen that's how john lippins went to maximum security prison <laughs> i regret nothing about this statement <laughs> you can't say that it's, it's, i would never throw that out there john just, just for the record i would never throw out that hey if they made this movie about my favorite book i would just beat my dick in the theater <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's going to be fun to debate editing that out or not. Emphasis on. We've said worse. Uh, we've definitely said worse. <laughs> so you're going to try and debate the conversation? God damn it. What I'm going to What I'm going to do is swear this shit. And we're gonna fucking talk about the last thing from the preview, and that's the Sisters of Battle. <laughs> you know what? Army edit the box. whole thing out. Let's just start over. Let's just. Let's <laughs> <cut>. <laughs> we ruined Cut it. Sling. We had a perfectly reasonable episode, and we've just ruined the whole thing. <laughs> no, but that's perfect. That's perfect.
cut slang, move on. Yeah. So, yeah, Sisters of Battle, Battle Box, Army Box, November 2019. I'll believe it when I see it. It's a meme. I saw some of the sisters in person at uh, at Nova at the Forge World booth when I was picking up my uh, my Moriax Armigers, and they look great. Please tell me, please tell me they're plastic, not resin. They are. They okay. are plastic. Thank God. I was. I thought for a second that when you said Forge World booth, my mind immediately went to, "Hey, we got these new Sisters of Battle. They were super expensive before. Oh, by the way, you got to buy them from Forge World if you want to play them in 40k. Sorry, bud." No, no, no. The Forge World booth was like a catch-all GW booth, but to me, the only thing I was going there to buy was Forge World. So, ergo, Forge World booth. None of the else, none of the other shit. Forge World, Forge That's World fair. booth. So, sisters were there though. Um, they are plastic. They are. They look great in person. Um, they're they're the right like size. Like medium size between a guard, like a space marine and a guardsman. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see more models in the range come out. So, so real quick before you move on, the thing that I find really funny is we're talking about what did they have at the previews for 2018 Nova? I looked it up. By the way, it was Plastic Sisters. God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's circular. It's a fucking goddamn Time's just looping on itself. Just sisters a year ago, sisters now. Great. Fucking great. I mean, there was more than just sisters, but sisters is the second thing on the docket of stuff that they talked about at the preview. God damn it. Well, good to know that a year, like a year made very little progress, but hey. It's finally coming out. I mean, you know what they're going to preview at next year's Nova? Plastic Sisters. More Plastic Sisters. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, Hobby Corner-wise, do you guys have anything coming up on your bench you want to talk about? I would like to do my nights as soon as I finish these commissions I'm on. (laughs) Like... I've been waiting to do these nights forever, and I just keep taking more commission work. That's a you problem. It, it is a me problem, but I'm going to be sad about it. Lols. Anything else on the hobby on the hobby bench? Uh, I mean, I have some GSC stuff that I'm working on for the tweaks I made after Nova, which is ironic because I still have to work on the rest of the army that I painted in the like 20 hours before I went to Nova. Um, Which was hilarious to be just on the spirit quest of Shane racing to get the, uh, to get the goddamn uh, rest of your GSC built, like painted in time. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you decide to play an army, you don't normally play at Nova and, almost none of it is painted and it's more than a hundred models. I don't recommend starting it two days before you have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Shane played himself. <laughs> uh, Rob told me the pain that you guys had to endure. Yeah. Uh, 
See, and what's funny is <laughs> Rob painted the aberrants. He got the the coat of red on the aberrants, and that was all that was painted before that Wednesday. Everything else was painted that Wednesday and Thursday, and based. Yeah, it was fucking insane. F. Big F. So I still have to do the new stuff I'm adding in to that list. I got to paint and base that. I have to improve upon what I did for Nova because that was bare bones. Um, I also have a bunch of terrain that I need to finish building and painting. So my hobby corner is like starting to become overloaded, probably becoming a hobby room. Fair enough. It's going to become a hobby basement, hobby living room. Hobby house. Yeah. You're stuck. It's just going to be completely overrun with hobby to-dos. And then the whirlwind. It just becomes the gray goo. It's like the gray goo theory of just unpainted and unfinished minis. Everywhere. They're everywhere. So, mine uh, is a pretty... Pretty is a... Fucking hell! I don't even start this. So I've got the two light, the two twin lightning Moriaxes to uh, put together and paint and all. And uh, Shane and I are working on acquiring five Scorpius chassis, so that way I can just throw a bunch of Higgins boats on a table and call it a day. Not this. Yes. Exactly this. Look, yes. we were we were shopping this list at like midnight. While watching Pitch Black and eating a pizza, it was great. <laughs> that night was special to me. God damn it! So, yeah, this is gonna, that's that's the biggest two things: is the lighting Moriaxes and the uh, Scorpius chassis need to be put together. And uh, yeah, uh, any non forty k hobbying adjacent things you want to cover? Ryan? Uh, me, no. Shane? Non-40K. Um, I mean, I kind of covered that with It can be included here. Yeah. Yeah, all my kill team stuff is mostly mostly ready already. I just have to keep working on terrain, which I guess is part of my terrain pile of stuff I'm working on. I gotcha. Um, for me, it's, uh, I've got some infinity stuff that I'm, uh, going to start trying to paint up, um, getting into the Russian Ariadna stuff. So I'm going to try to find some good reference material and actually try to do some painting on that. Um, and beyond that, um, I'm getting more and more into magic the gathering, um, Playing Paper Magic, I've got a modern deck mostly put together. And uh gonna actually try to play my first FM with it. So that'll be fun. And that's about it for me. What are you playing? Uh I'm putting together a burn deck. Babby's first pile. Pretty much. I am here to go Mego Face. Mego Face. Pass. End of your turn, me go face. So, um, yeah. So again, as per usual, we have the usual places where you can reach out to us. Um, 
We've got bloodgodgamingpodcast uh, at gmail.com if you want to send in any emails. Uh, we've got bloodgodgamingmd, the Instagram page. Um, Ryan, if you want to plug your Instagram again. Oh, it's ratfat93. And Ryan posts some of his Warhams stuff there. Um, as again, uh, reviews, if you can leave reviews on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, be it iTunes, Apple, Google Play, or well, iTunes, Apple, that's the same thing. Yeah, whatever platform you listen to us on, if you can give us reviews, that always helps boost our visibility. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Have a good night, people. But Goodbye. Sleep.